Coming to you live from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea, Ohio, this is Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Here are your hosts, Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura. All right, let's do it live on a Reaction Monday edition of Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, right here on 850 ESPN Cleveland. How you doing? Not great. Great Z. How you doing? Not great. Happy to be here with you. Same. We have successfully completed 10 days of Pedro Not Pedro. With, went off without a hitch. The bar mitzvah Saturday. Bryce crushed it. Of course. He was amazing. It was awesome. And uh, I was able to get to, I got down to Miami. No problems in the morning. So when? And then the problems, unfortunately, started around, can't say 1 o'clock. I'd say much like 1.20-ish. Yeah. Somewhere when we there. were after we were up seven nothing, looked yeah. like world beaters, and then they went on a thirty to three run, which is a run that doesn't involve much fun for you. The side of three, usually, um, you know, it's rare to get a thirty to three run in the, in National, the National Football, Football League. League. Yeah. yeah, it's actually rare, even in like men's college basketball to get a 30 to three run sure. typically in college football you do that it's in yeah. play where you get a 30 to three run um look this was uh I, I thought this was before we knew what would come of Josh Allen I thought this was the toughest of the three games left um but Allen played against Minnesota you saw the end of that game how that one went about so they will not be pleased by the time we play them next week. No. This was always the toughest stretch of the schedule. Yep. The heavy lifting for this team to play meaningful games when Deshaun Watson came back was in the first quarter of the season. First third of the season. First six games, yeah. You had it. And it was set up for you. It was set up. It was set up for you nicely. Um, you you blew it, boy. You blew it the first six games of this season. Go ahead. First six games, you drew Baker Mayfield, mm-hmm. Joe Flacco, Week three, Mitch Trubisky. Week four, Marcus Mariota. Week five, Justin Herbert, legit, but they were without Keenan Allen. They were without Bosa. They were without Rashawn Slater. Mm -hmm. They were without three of their top players. You drew, and then after that, New England starting Bailey Bailey Zappi. Zappi. A Bailey Zappi. A Bailey Zappi. And we went two and four. Mm -hmm. That had to be inverted. Yes. So there's there's a lot to unpack here. Um, That... The, the Dolphins are really good. Um, we were I, disinterested defensively, it seemed. I, from the, I mean, you were there. You could have a better paint a better picture. It felt like a pretty, all right, let's go. I was there. Deal. They're really good. I'm not taking anything away from them, but they should not have run for 200 yards on us, for God's sake. Okay, so I was there. I, I saw it. They did whatever they wanted. And by the way, this doesn't shouldn't make any – this is not to – this is not apologists. This is not. This is what they've done three games in a row. They've put up more than thirty points. Yeah, Tua they is now the him. first quarterback in NFL history to have three straight games with three touchdowns, no interceptions, and a quarterback rating of one thirty-five or better. First, it's never happened before. Yeah. So they were what they have been. Mm-hmm. We were worse than what we have been defensively. Significantly, our worst performance. It since the New England game. That's what it reminded me of. Yeah, we were offensively, and this is the theme. People are, why weren't you run? We couldn't run the ball, <laughs> no, at all. No, through three quarters, Nick Chubb had ten carries for thirty yards. Kareem Hunt had six carries for nine yards. We had fourteen carries at the half. People, so we were running it. We ran the ball 
at the half we ran the ball the same number of times as they did and they had three minute, times as many yards if i have that if i'm remembering that correctly from yesterday um and that was the problem and then in the second half it felt like after they scored and they did and they scored and they scored and they scored i mean they didn't punt the ball once the only stop we got, Grant Delpit, Jordan Kunashik made a stop on a fourth down. That was it in the entire game. Otherwise, they scored points every single time they had the ball. I think once they got the ball in the second half, you know, they took it, touchdown, and then they get it back after we get a field goal, and then they scored again, and then that was it, and that was it. And and I think at that point, yes, the wheels fell off a little bit, but they hit you for 10 for 84, 9 plays 55, 7 plays 43, 7 plays 53 touchdown, 6 plays 70 touchdown, 13 plays 77 touchdown, 9 for 55 field goal, and then at the end of the game, a 1 play 20-yard touchdown. They had two touchdown runs of 20 yards on which they were not touched, they were not contacted. We had talked about Jeff Wilson being an underrated acquisition for them, and boy, was he. That's a case of Kyle helping out his player. That's a case of also the player and Kyle helping out his buddy, Mike McDaniel, Yep, and he made a big impact. We were being blown off the line of scrimmage, and it felt like, and I'll actually be able to pull this up because that's one of the great things you're able to track these days in real time, is it felt like they were not taking contact on average until they were about four yards down the field, if if that. That's what it felt like. It felt like an like an S it felt like Ohio State against Indiana. All right, so right? Or Michigan against Maryland. Like it was so downhill running. They averaged six yards a carry. Yeah. They averaged two yards a carry after contact. But let's go just to the running backs alone. Raheem Mostert averaged eight point one yards a carry. He averaged 1.8 yards after contact, so that's 6.3 before, before he was touched. touched. Yeah. Wilson was at f 7 yards a carry. He averaged 2.6 yards after contact, so Ross crossed that out. We're at 4.4 yards a carry before he took contact on 17 runs. So that's on 25 runs we're talking about between the two of them. They had 60 yards after contact of their 184. That is an it's outrageous impossible. figure in the National Football League. It was reminiscent of what Atlanta did to us. It was reminiscent of what the Chargers did to us. Our defense now is the only defense in the NFL. It's given up 30 points four times in this season, we've, and we've had our bye already. Mm -hmm. It was dominant. Tyreek Hill, five catches for 44 yards. I was going to say, if I would have told you Tyreek Hill, five for 44, Waddle, four for 66, you say we win. You'd feel better about it if you were to, if you step back and said, go back well, to last week, like right. last week on Friday when we're yeah. doing this stuff. Sure, and I say they're going to combine for hundred yards. Yeah, which is less than half of their seasonal average, right. which is wild. Um, to uh, they did whatever they wanted. We had no answer for, and I said this during the broadcast yesterday. That wheel motion. So they run a wheel motion to the outside. The outside guy runs a slant, and somebody from the inside, whether it's the back or the tight end on that side or a slot, gets to the flat. And Tua is able to read that. He also has the ability, if we just spread out, to hand the ball off on the inside, which worked very well. We were not prepared, and perhaps there's no way to simulate it. Perhaps there's no way to simulate in practice Tyreek Hill running that wheel or Jalen Waddle running that wheel motion at you and basically having a full speed running head start when the ball snapped because we were not ready for it. And Tua did a great job of deciding very quickly, okay, they can't cover all three of these guys. Who's the open one? He didn't even need to be throwing at that person. He would step lots of times out to the right and hit the guy on the inside. His anticipation, his ball placement was unbelievable. 
Again, he's playing like an MVP. I said that, and I still stand by my statement. People are like, how could you say they could be? They could still be better with Herbert or Mahomes or anything like that. But what he is doing is elite. He is playing like an elite quarterback in an elite system, and we did not have any answers for it whatsoever. And when teams clog up our ability to run the football as they did, we were, Christian Wilkins looked like he was – was that Aaron Donald? Yeah. I mean, he was so dominant in this game for them up front. We couldn't get any push. We couldn't run the football. And when that happened, we couldn't protect. We really had nothing. Melvin Ingram was dominant. Bradley Chubb was dominant. They were just monsters all against us. We were we were whooped. It was a butt kicking. Yeah. They outclassed us in every single respect. We had a brief moment of hope. Starts off with a nice Jerome Ford kick. Starts off with a nice pass to Donovan Peoples-Jones. Yeah. Good play calling. Easy touchdown to Harrison Bryant. Fiend. End. After that. It was just a straight-up beating. It looked like I was playing Bootsy and Madden, and I was the Dolphins, and I'm just going to toy with you, and I'm going to run it just because it's fun to run it sometimes, and I'm going to run my wheel motions, and you're going to be like, but I can't cover all those guys. No, you can't. It was a – the Dolphins are really good. Getting Chubb adds – when they were able to go out there in their rushing situations and have Christian Wilkins in the middle, they would rotate either Phillips or Chubb or Ingram inside and have the other two on the outside – like they're going to be a problem, and they, that said, you guys are nowhere near where you need to be. And defensively, man, I got to tell you, it, it is our defensive performance for this season is amongst the most disappointing things I would say in the league. Oh, for sure, based on what we, well, the way we were to end last season, the second half of last season, uh, the sorry, I was rambling. No, no, you're good. In addition to the. Uh, you're the franchise coach. Ramble all you want. In the uh, when you get into camp and what we what it looked like and and how dominant we were at times in camp and how we looked, uh, the way our secondary we thought would progress heading into its second full season together, the addition of MJ Emerson, what that would mean, and he's been great for most of this year. Um, but yeah, you thought that all of those things uh, would be the case, but we are getting dominated, dominated up front. I mean, those stats you gave. Um, on the run before contact that's college stuff man that that's college that's lopsided college stuff really good team versus bad team college stuff that cannot happen in the national football league to a tongue of iloa to me it's interesting watching him play because i you know watch this game closer than any other dolphins game i've watched this season you simon person um you know i i use a phrase a lot man's got to know his limitations i feel like to a tongue of iloa knows his limitations precisely he knows exactly his arm strength or lack thereof but he's smart enough to, to know where his guys are going to be and smart enough to know where he's got to throw it with anticipation to where he's absurdly accurate. I mean, he's 25 of 32. Everything he got in this was easy. They didn't even need anything. There was like a couple of big-time throws. He made one over Newsom's outside yeah. chance. was an insane was a big ball. throw, yeah. But for the most part, the other part, too, is, dude, these guys create so much separation. So much he yeah. threw one ball literally up in the air like when you're a kid and you're right. playing like three flies. Yeah. He threw it up in the air, and Tyreek Hill caught it. I mean, it was in the air for 10 seconds. Yeah. Like, he throws the ball like old Phillip Rivers. That's that anticipation I'm talking about. Like he's, Nuts. He's throwing it. Like, at one time, it looked it like, it looks like Hill is like 20 yards from where he's throwing it. Yeah. Because that's the – like Manning did this towards the end right. of his career when he didn't yeah. have the arm anymore, and he had to throw with such anticipation. So while he has very specific physical limitations, and they're real from an arm strength standpoint, he overcomes them with his wit – and with his understanding of his skills, he understands his skills perfectly. So it's 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 a remarkable thing for us. It's brutal. I, it's a brutal spot because you felt like coming off. I thought performances like this were behind us based on what I saw the last two times we played. 
We played really well against Baltimore. You played good enough to beat Baltimore. You're in that game. It's a mistake at the end that costs you. But you played well. And then you play your best game of the year against Cincinnati. And then you have a bye week. And you think, okay, let's get a little healthy. I did completely candid. I did not think we'd beat Miami Sunday. Did not. But I didn't see this coming. I thought we would stack some good performances coming out of the bye. And it went the other way. And that was the thing that I think was really, really disappointing. Much of what we wanted to get done this season, the groundwork for it had to be laid in the first six games. And it wasn't, and it's a hole you could not – the schedule is not going to permit you, juxtaposed to the, the Watson suspension, was not going to allow you to dig yourself out of it. And here's the other thing. Watson coming back is not an elixir for this. Not for He hasn't no. played in two years. No. He has not played in two years. And so I'm we'll sure be he'll better. be great for sure. And the margin for error will be bigger, but it's still not going to fix all of this. We have some things fundamentally that we fail to do on a week in week out basis. Brother from the, over the second, third and fourth quarters, we were out possessed by this team, two minutes, four and a half minutes, four minutes. So over 10 minutes in the final yeah. 45, that means that they had it for I, I, brutal. I mean, that's, yeah. Like 29 to 16, mm-hmm. 29, 28, 18, 17. That's basically what it was, 11 minutes, 28, 17. I mean, you can't play football like that. No. And part of it is all of a sudden your ability to run the ball is gone. You have to throw the ball. They pin their ears back. I thought our tackles had a rough day with them, which was unfortunate to see. Uh, Jack Conklin struggled mightily with some of the speed that was coming off the edge there. It was a bad performance, and there's a million things that you could talk about that were bad in this game for this team. And that is, it, it, it's rough. It was hard to watch. It was a hard to watch game for the Cleveland Browns. And, uh, you know, Donovan Peoples Jones continues to impress me. He's great. He does. Yeah. But other than that, there it doesn't feel like we've taken a big step forward. And I think the hardest part for all of us right now is that our defense, number one, perhaps we underestimated. Not I, Let me rephrase that. Last year, we did not put a great deal of resource into the defensive tackle position. Malik Jackson came in as a veteran, understood the game, played very hard for us, and did a great job. And we lucked into Malik McDowell, who yep. was a freak yep. in terms of what he was able to accomplish. We lost them. You needed a step forward from Jordan Elliott. You have not gotten that. Taven Bryan has been a good pass rusher, but certainly has not been what you needed in the run game. But he was there to be more of an up-the-field guy. Tommy Togiai, it feels like, has not progressed in any meaningful sort of yeah. way. Whatever's going on with Perry on Winfrey, he's been an actor the last two games. We had an undrafted free agent, Roderick Perry, playing uh, in this game. And there was no, no resistance in the middle of the field whatsoever. And now there have been games where we've done well against a run. We were great against the Bengals. It mm-hmm. feels like certain teams, and you know, we have got great game plans for teams we know well. This mm-hmm. was unlike anything we'd said. We did not. We did not have an answer for it. It was way too easy for the Miami Dolphins. And this is one that I said at the end. Look, this gives you. You leave this game feeling like, are we for real? I don't know. Like, do are we for real? More questions. Than answer certainly. No, we're not. Is the answer because you are what your record is, and, right? Right. So you're three and seven now at this, or three and six, six. now at this point. And so, you've lost and you're, to everybody that you would need, need to, to have win. beaten. Right. 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 And you've, you've all of that stuff. So no, we're not. And you're staring down the barrel of Buffalo, who, by the way, will you're not going to have any chance of them sleepwalking through anything, 
because they're not going to be pleased about their operation the way that they lost no. a game yesterday to Minnesota which was at insane. home, which was <laughs> absolutely insane. You just, it's impossible. So you'll have their full attention uh, this week um, in Buffalo. So that's brutal. And then, by the way, the Bucks go to C- over to Germany and they beat Seattle. And so that's the next two games. So it's 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 really hard, um, but it's really it's what was done in the first half of the season. Now this stuff, it's all coming home to roost now. And defensively, it's it's very troubling, and there is there's no solution here, uh, based on what you're what you're dealing with. Uh, OBM, the official printer partner of your Cleveland Browns. Well, you depend on the Browns to win. You always depend on OBM. They can tackle any size office. Call 216-485-2000 or visit ohiobusinessmachines.com. Head coach Kevin Stefanski at the podium coming up next. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. The Bath Authority can give you the bathroom of your dreams. Why not transform your current bathroom into a custom bath for a spa-like experience? Let the Bath Authority make it a reality for you at a fraction of the cost of the competitors. The Bath Authority's Cleveland Premier Bath and Shower Remodeler, experts and factory trained installers. Give them a call now. You get 500 bucks off your next custom bath or shower remodel. That number is 216-220-8399 or go to thebathauthority.com. It's where affordability meets quality. The largest selection of bath projects. They're all made in the United States. Change your bathroom from outdated to outstanding. Acrylic tubs that insulate and keep the heat in. Tub to shower conversion, superior products, and expert installers at thebathauthority.com at 216-220-8399. And now here's your head coach, Kevin Stefanski, at the podium. Like we talked about yesterday, uh, disappointed. You know, games get away from you in the, in the NFL when you don't perform at your best, especially on the road, especially versus a good football team. And, uh, you know, the game got away uh, towards the end of that uh, first half. They were able to double dip, and then, uh, you know, we – just didn't do enough things offensively, defensively, special teams uh, to, to stay in that game. So ultimately, extremely disappointing. Um, we, we have to play better. We have to coach better. Uh, we got to own that one uh, together. But with that, I'll take any questions. So, Kevin, how surprised were you by that performance, given the fact that you're coming off the big win against the Bengals and the bye week? Yeah, I, I think you go into every game, Scott, confident. And, and you know, you watch your team practice and – of course, I expected us to play better. Um, we didn't. Um, I give them credit. They, they played better than us, for sure. They coached better than us, for sure. Uh, but, you know, whether we're coming off a week's rest, two weeks rest, no week's rest, doesn't, doesn't really matter. In terms of injuries, can you give us any update on uh, Wyatt, Jack, um, Jedrick, anybody up front there that was dealing with stuff yesterday? Yeah, nothing, uh, no, no major updates on all those guys. Uh, I think everybody's kind of day-to-day. Uh, and, and I expect them to uh, get better throughout this week. Hey Kevin, back to the defense, you talked about the consistency, and it has seemed like there have been times where some of the issues are different, but also some of those reoccurring tackling gap 
integrity, things like that. Have you been able to pinpoint those things when you go back and watch the tape? And why do you think it's been so difficult to iron out? Yeah, Cam, I, I think you're you're exactly right. Uh, you know, tackling, you got it. We have to always have to be better. Uh, it's it's tackling sometimes is technique. Sometimes it's getting eleven people around the ball, and then gap integrity. Every defense uh, that is played, you know, don't care man zone, three deep, two deep. You have gap integrity, and you got to stay true to that. Uh, you know, so we we got to work hard to make sure that we're where we need to be. And then we got to make sure we're giving our guys a, a plan that they can go out and execute and play fast. Um, we've done it at times. Uh, so much of run defense is when you're playing fast and you're playing physical. Uh, certainly I've seen that at times, but we just did not do that uh, yesterday and got to do it more consistently. Yeah, coach question about the offensive line, obviously a tough day for them uh, in the trenches uh, is, you know, the, the, the impact of the loss of Wyatt Teller. And then also did Jed Wills get banged up or did you just decide to kind of give him a break with the game out of hand? Yeah, he, he uh, I think just rolled his ankle. Um, but yeah, listen again, I'll give credit to Miami. They, they rushed well, they rushed uh, the passer. Well, they were stout against the run. Uh, we didn't play as well as we have. I mean, that's the truth. Um, our guys have performed at a high level uh, all, all year, and, and we did not yesterday. Again, I look inward and, and wonder what I can do better for those guys, what we can do better to give them uh, a plan and, and the run in the pass game that that they can play better. That's really what I'm looking for. And you guys had another strong start offensively with the the script that you put together. Um, that's been pretty successful for you this season with, uh, you know, starting fast with nice long drives and, and getting points on the board early. My question is, have you been able to kind of figure out maybe what what's happening later in games? Why that success? Uh, you know, I know there's ebbs and flows with things, but you're not as successful maybe later in games than when you're on script, so to speak. Yeah, I think. That game in particular was a little different in that it got to three scores there uh, soon into that uh, second half. You know, we, we do script into the second half as well. Uh, so that's something that, that we do. Um, you know, first 15, I, I think you see around the league, you, you go over it at night, you walk through it. So it's typically guys have a very good understanding of, of early uh, plays. And then really the work you put in throughout the week, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, should should be enough to execute throughout the game. Uh, so I, I try not to think of it as as uh, really once we get off that script, we really need to still perform at a high level, both offense and defense. Uh, yeah, Kevin, uh, just wondering, it looked like um, Miles and Jadavian both, um, you know, they were feeling healthier heading into this game, but they both played about maybe 60% of the snaps, I think about 44 snaps each. So uh, first of all, just wondering, you know, kind of what that was all about. And then um, when you talked to yesterday about, you know, it's up to us, or maybe we didn't give them the right plans, or maybe we need to give them better plans. I was just wondering if you could elaborate on that a little bit. Yeah. So, so we wanted to, in that heat, Mary Kay, just wanted to make sure we were rolling and ro rotating on the defensive line. Uh, as much as you could uh, with that heat. So that was really the, the plan. Um, when I'm talking about uh, the plan, uh, you know, game plan, and anytime you go down and you, and you get the result that you got and, and you fall short in, in any way, you always are, try to be introspective and sit down and look and say, what could we have done differently? I think that's so important. So that's what today is about, conversations with all of our coaches, all right, you do it over again. What plays wouldn't you run? What would you get to? What personnel groupings might you get to? 
and you and that's where I think you have to give credit to the other team. They have a game plan as well. Um, they did a nice job. We had a couple things that that we tried didn't work. And then you pivot to the next thing, and then you just got to find some answers. I mean, I guess I was just wondering. You know, it seems like Joe Woods is taking so much heat out in the uh, you know on social media and everything. And you didn't specifically, I, I mean, I just want to clarify, you didn't specifically mean that they, that he needed to come up with a better defensive game plan, right? Or I would tell you, every coach, you know, myself, we all need to come up with a better plan uh, when, when you get beat like we got beat. Um, you know, I don't think any of us coached well enough. I don't think any of us played well enough when you get that result. That's the truth. So all, all of us need to be better. Yeah, Kevin, I know you were asked about this yesterday after the game, but after the, the rewatch, are you at all concerned with the effort on some plays? There are some specific ones where guys just seem to give up on a play. Uh, are you at all concerned with the effort uh, from your team? No, you know, I think the guys are playing hard. I think there's definitely going to be moments in, in games and in warm games where guys' tanks are running low. That's why we tried to rotate guys as much as we did. Um, we got to clean up a lot of things. Uh, in order to play good football on the road. That's just the truth. And then a lot, kind of to Mary Kay's question, there's been a lot on Joe Woods. There's a lot the players. Like, how hard is that when you when you are fighting consistency issues, when it's not just one singular problem, uh, specifically on the defense, that, that seems to arise? Yeah, I, I think it's uh, – we have to play better. we got to play better offense, defense, special teams. Uh, again, when you go down and you get the result that you got, nothing's good enough. It's just the truth. So – uh, are people going to be critical of that? Yeah, they should be. That's what being a fan is. You know, that's what we're trying to be, uh, you know, self-critical because we have to play better. We have to coach better. Um, we understand that. Hey, Kevin. So with Wyatt Teller, would you put him in that day-to-day -day category? And, you know, did he, is he kind of suffered a new injury or is just aggravating the old one? Yeah, I, I hesitate. He just wasn't feeling like he was, uh, you know, at a percentage where he could help us, you know, he was battling, he, he uh, could have gone back in there, but I just didn't feel like where he was with that injury. So it wasn't like he re-aggravated. It's not a new injury. Um, just going to continue to work through it. Hey, Kevin, uh, with Deshaun eligible to come back to practice this week, what will that look like for you guys? Obviously you're going to ramp him up, but also Jacoby needs. His yeah. You know, that's the next step for Deshaun is getting out there and being able to practice uh, we as coaches can be out there with him now and, and work with him, which we haven't been able to do. So we'll have a plan for him to start getting ready. Uh, but to your point, uh, you know, Jacoby is, 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 is the number one priority in getting him ready to play in this game. So whatever we do with Deshaun uh, won't take away from Jacoby's preparation. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Hey, Browns fans, Cleveland Browns Daily broadcasting live from the Buffalo Wild Wings in Aurora tomorrow from 1 to 3. Hey, dude, our neighborhood. The east side exists. East side exists. First time ever from 1 to 3. We'll be excited to be there. Oh, my goodness. Reggie Lane will be there as best. well. On-site autographs uh, for Z on the autograph requests. Uh, let's try to keep it to one line single file for your autograph for requests. Me? Yeah, yeah, for yours. I just want to totally. one line. For those single file on those, um, if you can there visit is our a person Facebook in it, page. it will. That, it, no, nature, there will be by definition. It will hundreds, be single file. Hundreds upon yeah. hundreds of people there tomorrow uh, in a row. Is this an over under category? Can I, I will take the under. I'll take. I would over. Way, there's no number a, you could give me that I would say under. Can you give me a little sneak peek? How did the how the over unders go? I need a little joy. You know, I haven't looked. Rough week for me on the scores. Great week for you, Mazel. 
bad Let's week see. for our Browns. Um, I know I did it good on a couple of them for sure. Yeah. I did not get the yeah. total. Figured I'd throw you guys a bone tomorrow. We'll go to the east side. There Thank you. you. Nice of you. Uh, what did we end up total touchdowns for Tua and Brissett accounted for? Five and a half was the number. One under. For, so that's under? Yeah. Oh, my God. This could be unbelievable. We had no sacks, interceptions, and fumbles. Nope. We had one uh, sack. They the only thing you got wrong was the over was actual the over total. under. All right, yeah. four and one again. I can live with that. Four and one. Um, good. That brings me joy again. Yeah. Uh, they credit us with a sack on the trick play. Which I, <clears throat> I, I had to double check at halftime. I'm like, we have a sack? Yeah. Greg Newsom and Deion Jones each got a half sack on yeah. the trick play. And that was one of those where people get mad, and that's like where I would even say to McDaniel, like, what's the even why what's the point? Why are we even getting cute here? There's absolutely no reason. There's no reason to get cute. Like I, I felt like in a everything way everything you did it was fun. I think the same is just to keep people excited. I th- I felt like yesterday was um I mean it, it came at our expense, but it felt like peak McDaniel to me. From the standpoint of the sunglasses on oh, the, the sidelines. He had those rolling like the square. I aviators. had mine for on Brown's countdown. I was feeling great. You got to. I came I in just. Tell- did you see my my fit yesterday? I wore it in many ways for you. Not it's on ex- the DVR. Okay. All right. Good. Well, um, you had made the joke about Orlovsky that they can get. They'll get somebody else to wear like a hoodie. A hoodie with the with the blazer. Yeah. And talk right. on the telestrator. So I wore a hoodie with my blazer and my, I had my aviators on down there in Miami. Was, was that cool. warm? I mean, it's a, it was a no. Because it's a t. I was like t-shirt a t-shirt hoodie. hoodie. T-shirt yeah. hoodie. It's great. Love it. It was a Lulu t-shirt. It could have been better. Couldn't have been better. Yeah, those are actually perfect. It, you know, they you get a little air, and then away you go. Yeah. Um, I used used to have when I was in the television uh, back in the day. I used to have. I would do like these live shots. We'd go to all the bucket games, and they would always set up the live shots with me facing the sun. That way, they didn't have to light it. Right, because of the shadows, so I'd have to face the sun. I had to do this at the memorial tournament all the time, all this other stuff. Oh, you look tremendous. I mean, come on, please. It's ridiculous. I'm blushing. It's too much. Um, and I would say, so I would say, listen, if you're going to put me in the sun, I'm wearing sunglasses. Yep. And they would, they would, because I said, I'm not going to sit here and squint for five minutes. Nope. Looking into this camera, I'm not doing it. Mm-mm. And they would say, oh, you got to get him to take off his glasses. I said, well, then light it. Light it Turn up. Turn me around and light it up. And I'll be happy to. I'm not staring into the sun for five minutes. Like, if you're going to set it up this way so that so that there's no shadows, fine. But the, I'm wearing sunglasses. That was it. Yeah. And they push, and the pushback worked. It should work. Yeah. You should get to wear them. By the way, I want to thank the Miami Dolphins for having the worst radio booth in the NFL. Is it still in the corner? That would be our vantage point of yeah, the game. Is. So it's still in that same corner. They well, haven't moved those, it huh? Used, so it, it has eclipsed Washington as the worst. Let me see that again. I would I would like to thank them as well. For like you could not be food. further away from the action when it is on the other side of the field. Like yeah. so this is, is so isn't this the old home plate? Yes. Yeah. So it's the same place it's always been. No. So or did they he flip said radio no. booth in 2016 was actually on the one side where of the, the TV is here. I'll the one side of the stadium, the right in the middle, there's some really nice seats, padded seats, and if you look tables. From where and that radio is, the middle 50 we yard were line right, right in the middle side. there. That's where okay. TV still is. So they, so the TV's over there. And is, they, are you by the press box? No, it was opposite. It was there, in there. Is, there is a club between us and the oh. press box. Halfway so the press box is where home plate used to be. Yeah, it so still the remains there, right opposite your yes. opposite corner of yes. press We're box. probably down the third baseline, maybe. If that yes. was home plate, yes, you then would. Yes. yes, okay. So, but you're in a corner. Corner. Yeah. Oh, corner That's, of. But like, look how many rows that, are. Oh. 
Yeah, it might fit three people comfortably, and we had six. Yeah, like I'll find the picture span I took. It was I had to stand with one foot on one stair, one foot on another stair, my back leaning on a rail that was coming down the stairs. Yeah, pressed up against that wall with a TV hitting my head twice. I am sore still right here. I got one time I he gashed annihilated it. So did I. How about this, South Florida? You have that situation, that stadium. Joe Robbie opened in the late '80s, which is what this place is. It's 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 been they've tried to make it good. Um, how is it, by the way? Do you see the money and the improvements? I mean, the overhang's got to be nice it if you're is in the stands. Seventy thousand, sixty thousand. I don't know how many thousand people. It's just a club, right? But I mean, is it nice now after they throw the money into it? Oh yeah, the the club. It's all about the club level. It's all about clubs. I would say well, that's half, what he was trying to do. Half the places in the stadium don't even have a view of the of the field. Okay. It, they're clubs that don't even have a view of the field. We we ran into a video arcade that's also a bar. There's not. There's just yeah. TVs. There's not even a field view. I'm like, what? It, the the clubs are just crazy nice. And the, luckily, we met someone on Saturday when we loaded in who could help us get out because. We essentially had to walk through a club to load in, and the guy was like, you can't come this way after a game on Sunday. We keep the clubs open 90 minutes after the game. Oh, they're out there living. Boy, and they were lubed up. Sure, yeah. Yeah, it's a good day for it. I, I think it's remarkable and really one of the great like borderline heists in like city like sports stadium history that they built – publicly funded a baseball stadium there like the two most important things and i don't maybe the heat have kind of you know widgeted in there after the lebron Dwayne sure. wade all that but the whole time i was in florida and i went to miami a lot the, the the two things that ran that town were the dolphins and miami university football that's it canes and dolphins ran the town and the fact that they gave the marlins they built a stadium for the marlins at the site of the old orange bowl when that site and public funds if for any if you're ever going to use public funds for a stadium for god's sakes build the football stadium yeah so and they threw a lot of money into this into the retrofitting of this one but i i haven't been there since it's been redone and i always thought when i when i was i was last there in 2014 orange bowl um and i thought ugh. i have one simple request and it's not difficult let me be able to open the windows Oh, that's right. They, they, they. You can't do that there. That's Correct. right. I remember yeah. when we were at the Orange Bowl because the, the we were in the press box. They're, they're they were fixed. all. They're I fi- guess the league came to them after last season and said, "You need to change some things." Like yeah. this was for national radio, local radio, whatever mm-hmm. the case might be. Their fix was we're going to put about a six-inch window at the top of the windows that don't open <laughs> that open for you to put like your antennas out. Your wireless stuff, your crowd mics, it, I mean, just garbage. Just garbage. I mean, the stadium might be nice for for everybody else, and that's what they ultimately want. But from a media, it, it, it was just a – It's awful. It, awful. Yeah. I can't – I want to go down roads hurts. that will just get me I was in un- trouble. I was, un- I was uncomfortable. Yeah, you packed in there, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's wild. I That's amazing. I – it's just amazing to me that they built a baseball stadium down there. Um, 
crazy day in the NFL again. Started in Germany. The Bucks beat the Seahawks twenty-one to sixteen. Did you guys see like for ninety minutes afterwards, like they wouldn't leave? Yeah. And they just kept singing songs, Sweet Caroline and Country, awesome. Road. Country, Country Road. Roads. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Great yeah. sing along songs. It's amazing. Go back to Germany. I'm I'm for it. I, well, yeah, I hope we to. get to go. I'd love to. I think the I commissioner too. said the next four years there'll be at least one game every year. I'd, like, I'd sign me up for that. I'd much rather go there than – and I loved London, England, but yeah. I'd much rather go to – you see those plastic pitchers they're drinking out of? Come on. Oh, let's you're going to have a time of your life with that. Oh, my God. Did you see those 3D helmets that that guy, the German artist made, like a printer no. 3D helmet, and it was like it made on the logo like the – the pirate ship, it kind of brought it out off of the helmet. So, like, and then the skull was, like, even further out. Let's see if I, I'll find them. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, so, if you go all the way back to the old NFL Europe days, that the, like, the Frankfurt Galaxy, like, those were the most popular places. And as NFL Europe was crumbling, those teams, those German teams, there was, like, one of them was Rhine the, something. I can't remember that. The Rhine Fire. Yeah. Like, those those operations, the passion there was incredible. And I do wonder, like, I always felt like if there was ever going to be a European team in the NFL, that you had to have a dance partner for London. Like, you can't have just one team over there. It's true. So that whether that was two London teams or a London team and a Munich team, I, I think when you start getting into, you know, Southern Europe, I, it's hard for me to imagine, like, Madrid or any of those places. But it does feel like Germany would be a fit that you got – you did, run a little I mean, did, Munich did, out. Did you see the pictures before the game? I mean – there were oh, like that's 50, really cool. There were 50,000 yeah, people cool. like outside tailgating yeah. before the game. Yeah, I like it. I you know, I don't know if it would ever I think if you have at least two of them over there, you got a chance. You know, you could go over there and play two that type of thing. Yeah. Maybe you have an opportunity stay for a week over there. But there's an incredible fan base over there. We know that certainly in England. It feels like Germany might even be more passionate. So, um I thought that was that was really cool to see. Uh, the result was uh, kind of uh, you and I both had it. The bu the Bucks beating the Seahawks over there. They, we did. They like they like old American men. They do. Don't hassle the Hoff. Don't hassle the Hoff. They got it. By the way, when are we getting the uh, kind of the unpacking of this trip from the Hoff? Oh, uh, man. Later this week. I can't he is wait. He is literally flying in route home. Problem was, uh, I had Tampa this morning. He and I were texting, and he was like, "Hey, I'm obviously not going to be on the show because." I didn't know when to text him because there's six hours ahead. Right, and I'm sure. like, is he still awake? Is he still consuming qualities of alcohol? I think he had uh, the time of his life. I know well, what he did. He was at the airport still living this morning before he left. Yeah. All right, so I know that he had that flaming hot take fire flamethrower flame about Ursay. Yeah, McAfee and went in on him pretty good. Did you see the video that he posted? Yeah. I mean. <laughs> it's pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> pretty well, Huff, but he's so Huff doesn't care he's unencumbered by pure joy he is yeah and yeah. knowing how precise he is with like what he puts in his body and how he monitors all of it i can't wait to hear like his brain wrapping his head around the week and then irv the irv part of it oh, the fact yeah. that irv had like a lamborghini suv ready for him when he got there like that whole operation how does he even do that irv i have no idea it's amazing his whole by the way i think if in germany that's got to be a porsche or an Audi or a BMW, Mercedes, like you can't cruise around in yeah. it. I mean, they, not in they, Italy. They, they make good cars. Great cars. In Germany. You know, yeah. like that. that German engineer to go. Yeah, they did a nice job. Bavarian Motor Works. That's right. In That's fact. very well right. Yeah. yeah.
So look, it was, I think it was a stunning success to say the least. Um, there was so much going on. You, you mentioned, let's just dovetail you right into the Jeff Saturday uh, with the Colts. I had this one as well. It just felt like one of those weird things where this happens. So Here's, you get, you know, it turns out maybe on a short week when the operation is already going. By the way, right back to Matt Ryan. Immediately. <laughs> so, so so Saturday said, I'm, I'm, not, do- I, I'm yeah. not doing this, man. I'm doing yes. what I want. So Ursay made Reich bench, bench Ryan. Ryan for Erlinger yeah, or Ellinger. Ellinger. Yeah. And then in comes Saturday, all week Ellinger starting until, yes. but actually not. And nobody had it. Nobody. How had did it. that not leak out? There was a reporter that we've had on before from Indy with the Athletic, Stephen Holder. Yeah, Holder. Holder. Yeah, he's great. So he said, he tweeted on Saturday, watch out for Matt Ryan. I've heard that he's taken some first team reps this week. Okay. He tweeted I, that Saturday. All I had seen was that Ryan would be active and would be, if, if Ellinger struggled, that maybe Saturday would have yeah. a quick hook. Well, I and Holder didn't say he'd have a quick hook or he would play. He just said, just watch, watch. for this. Yep. I'm hearing this. And, and that's where I tell people, like, everybody, you have this group of people today, probably starting at the worldwide leader in defense of their cohort, Mr. Saturday, that are taking a little victory laps over everyone. And now we have tape. Now you have something. And now let's see where the rest of this goes. Because, hey, he got a win. If he wins again, great. Okay. Now you maybe you got something. But when you build one of these operations, yeah. When you, when you build an operation like this, like this was a team that I thought would win the AFC South. Correct. That Indy would win the South, right? So they have talent. Jonathan Taylor was back. Matt Ryan was back in the starting lineup. They've Good had defense. some injuries. Clearly better with Matt Ryan. Like, Clearly. Like, I mean, come on. So all of those things, when you jump in midstream like this and you can just be an emotional – you could tell how emotional it was. Edger and James was on the field. Reggie Wayne's on the staff. Like, you could tell yes. what he meant to be there. And it coincided with the reunion of their, of their Super Bowl team, right? So, like, that, all that nostalgia is around it. The difference between the good and the great, or even the great and the bad in this league, it's not as big as you think. And so all of a sudden, if you get an emotional lift, which is what Saturday clearly provided. He provided an emotional lift for and a the franchise. Raiders. Is it a one-week fix? I was going to get there. It Whether it's a one-week fix or whether he wins four in a row, that doesn't necessarily mean that next year it was the right call. Correct. Right? So, like, you can get that lift. We saw this from Carolina when they beat the Bucks. They make the coaching change to get a lift. To Weish, and they played really, really well. What about us in 2018? Right, Greg with Williams. Will, Greg Williams was incredible. Yeah, it immediately everybody was with it. The other part of it is the Raiders are brutal. Do you see the car presser in tears? I feel bad for him because I know no, he cares. Do He's not a competitor. Feel bad. Why not? I do. What I What do. are you worth? I what? Listen, what was it? it what was it? What you're, was your you're talking about the money part of it. Wait, it look, here's the deal though. Stop like, crying. Go win games. Well, here's what I'm saying, though, you and I'm, I'm with you on this, because it's not – if you do this, you're going to make a lot of money. You're a professional quarterback. You're going to make a lot of money. But if you think about how dysfunctional that operation has been, his entire life, his career, it's brutal. They, they've they cut, what, five first-round picks? Yes. How many coaches? Ruggs is how in many? jail. Like, it's – It's insane. Debacle. It's a debacle, but what he's talking about is – 
there are people involved in the organization who have accepted the fact that to reach the highest levels in the NFL, like it's got to be your lifestyle. And there are people that work to make sure yeah. that they're as good as they can be. What I took away from that is that there are plenty of people in that organization who are not doing that work. And it sucks for the people that are that yeah. in the ultimate team game, you can't overcome some of those who are not. And thus you're losing. And it hurts him because number one probably hurts him. Like, why won't these guys do what they're pros why yeah. won't you do what you're supposed to do to make this worthwhile for all of us? And because he knows he's not getting any younger, he's probably staring down like, do they keep McDaniels around? Well, I mean, how it's could probably you? at the point where they keep McDaniel, they keep him. Like, they're either going to go into a full-on rebuild. It's not hit. Look, I know you and I know that. But, like, you have to do one or the other. Like, you can't keep this up. Why would you bet on McDaniels? Well, I wouldn't, but what I'm just reason? saying. Like how, you just got whooped by Jeff Saturday. How much do you solo John Gruden? Are you really going to fire McDaniels after a year? I mean, I mean they're 2-7. and seven. Like, the Raiders even had the – you talk about emotion and you talk about passion. The Raiders had – a tweet from Jeff Saturday, the football analyst from yep. the week before saying that they were terrible. That's right. And then he gets named the head coach, like bulletin board material. Yeah. And they couldn't even beat him. No, 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 they couldn't. That that's an absolute mess in, in every way, shape I mean, or form. Could, could the AFC West fire two first year coaches? Well, the guy in Denver's, Denver's got to go. He's got to go. That's I mean, because they didn't hire him, and yeah. it's Walton money, so what do they care? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I would think Hackett is gone for sure, and that will be the first place that calls that calls Sean Payton and and gets him on. Should. And, you know, then he'll have to decide if he buys into Russell Wilson or not. Um, but, but yeah, I, I would think that would be the case. Um, Justin Fields continues to be good. This is actually going perfectly for the Bears. By the way, this is perfectly. So he's a monster again. 147, two touchdowns. 147, two touchdowns on the ground. 167, Incredible. two touchdowns through the air. He is single-handedly winning fantasy leagues right now by himself. NBC played him yesterday, and he goes, he goes, Dad, he scored 52 points. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> sure did. That's right. Sorry, buddy. My uh, Me and Soon on the heels of the two Justins beat our opponent just with Justin Jefferson and Justin Fields. Well, that would do it. We also have Travis Kelsey and Gabe Davis and DeAndre Hopkins. And First two would have done it. How the heck did you get all those guys? What type of league are you in that a allowed A 12-team league because we're loaded. You sure are. Yeah, that's remarkable. Historical stuff from him, and it's perfect from the Bears' perspective. By the way, Lamar Jackson was our real quarterback. I picked Fields up three weeks ago. Three weeks ago. Yep. Before the game three weeks ago. Because just I know what was it? Lamar had a bye week 10. Mm -hmm. So I'm always, this is how my mind works. Looking ahead. I'm looking ahead. Who had the best matchup? Chicago against Detroit. Maybe Fields can run around a little bit. Fine. And then he's now, like, I'm pretty sure we're starting him over Lamar Jackson. Yeah, The you rest are. of the way. Yeah. And, oh, and by the way, it's a, our draft is 16 rounds. He's a 16th round keeper for the next two years. <laughs> the other thing that's pretty amazing just fun. from his standpoint is they're doing this while losing. 
So their pick continues to be better and better. Um, here are benchmarks set by Fields this year. Most rushing touchdowns by a quarterback in the Super Bowl era over a five-game span. Only quarterback in the Super Bowl era with multiple rushing touchdowns of 60 yards or more. Two longest TD runs by a quarterback in Bears history. Only NFL player to have two touchdowns rushing, two touchdowns passing, and 100 yards rushing in a game. Most carries reaching 20 miles per hour in the NFL this season, Jeez. per next-gen stats. Leads the NFL in rushing yards by a quarterback. He has 749 already. Tied for the NFL lead in rushing touchdowns by a quarterback with six. Pretty good. Can you imagine him in San Francisco? Kyle could have just picked him. Could have just picked him. It's crazy. Yeah, they've got to be kicking themselves. Patriots could have picked him. Kyle could, Kyle's what I wanted. Guess though. what? Hold on. Kyle. Take it one step further, shall we? Please. Kyle could have picked him and then used the first round pick mm -hmm. from this year to get Tyreek Hill. Oh, that's right. They got three picks from the Niners. Yeah. One they used to move up to get Jalen Waddell. Mm -hmm. The other was used to get Tyreek Hill. And the third was used to get Bradley Chubb. So the Niners could have Justin Fields at quarterback, Tyreek Hill at wide receiver, and Bradley Chubb as another pass rusher with Bosa if they just drafted Justin Fields. Yeah, because they picked. When was their original pick was, that year? Was it when they picked Waddle? What? What? Or when the Dolphins picked Waddle? Was that how that deal worked? They yes. traded with the Dolphins yes. up to yes. get him. They, mm -hmm. Yeah, they moved up. So they're, uh, they're, and then the Dolphins Waddle was picked back, like seventh or eighth. In sixth, sixth. They went from sixth to third. Oh, he could have just sat there and had him, and then kept all the bounty. He could have sat there and ha right. He could have sat at six, had Fields, and then traded. This next year's pick for Tyreek and the following year's pick for Oof. Bradley Chubb. Oh, I wish I had brought that up to my dad. He'd have loved it. Gosh. Send that. I think that's better off to yeah. bring up when he's not in your living room. <laughs> I, I feel. What a treat to have Pedro. Hey, a lot of 17, 14 picks you, for him. Can I tell you what's so great about him? Yeah. One thing. Okay. Their flight today left at 140. Okay. What time do you think they left my house for the airport? Do they have a rental car? Rental car. 10 Returning at the airport? Returning. What time did you say? 1.40. 1.40? Well, so I think my dad and your dad have a lot in common, even though they have nothing in common. My hunch would be, I think Gibby's probably right. I would imagine it's somewhere around 10 a.m. 9.30. <laughs> and at 9.15, he's like pacing the house. So, you know, there was the dust. What's he going to do? Hold on. There's a dusting of snow. Yes. Okay. So I'm coming home, and I'm talking to that to sweet miss k who has been we i was in miami so she was with she's them all day yeah doing and it work. was great they had a great time she's they doing work nice brunch her mom yep. came and then you know they were making dinner and whatever and she's like your dad is freaked out about the fact there's a little snow he wants to know like should he be out there with like uh, cups of thermos of hot water pouring it on the windshield like how's he gonna get this snow off his car i'm like is it there's no ice it, right turn your windshield wipers on that'll do it That'll do it. Let the defrost run for a he, couple And then minutes. so he asks her that night. She gives him the proper answers if anybody's listening. So this morning he's asked, he asked me like three different times, like, okay, but what do I do about the snow on the car? I'm like, I touched it. It's powder. You'll just turn your car on and the windshield wipers will brush it, it right away. It's over. And it's over. And he's like, are you sure? Like, and he asked me about the water. I'm like, <laughs> you'll crack your windshield. Can't do that, man. You can't do that. Can't do that, man. And he's like, are you sure? So I'm like, you know what? Let me get a brush. And I was like, watch. <laughs> you're all good you're safe safe you're ready safe, to go pal. that's great and then he had an unbelievable moment so our driveway 
comes down and it does like t- there's a turn an elbow yeah. turn obviously like the amazon driver had a tough time with it he ended up taking out the light we watched him his attempt to back out of the driveway it took about 15 minutes because he kept Come getting to the on. grass and he couldn't get it. and we were dying and How? sue's in the front seat sees us in the window watching and we're dying laughing she's dying laughing he's getting furious it was it was like a perfect exit. didn't he drive much him, like yeah, but I, I don't know if it's like I, – I don't know. Just I, didn't have his wits about him. Just wanted to get the rental car back, wanted to get yeah, to the airport we, and be at his we gate. We gave him a Bronx cheer when he finally got out of the uh, the driveway. It that's was a great beautiful. moment. Yeah. Fantastic. I was like, uh, I hope you guys really win. enjoyed Cleveland Hopkins Airport. <laughs> just a long spent time. It, spent plenty of time there. <laughs> it's the worst. It's just terrible. New way to cheer on your Cleveland Browns with the help of your favorite four-legged companion, Barking Backers, presented by Milkbone, the Browns' newest club for pet parents worldwide. Sign up today at BarkingBackers.com. Barking Backers, the fan club for dogs. Uh, Go, yes. Update. We have been sitting near the gate for 30 minutes. They claim that the crew is is driving the flaps, but no one visible working on anything. They had better make up that time of the year. He's got an hour connection can't wait till you're picking them up at 3.30. And by the way. He's got it right. No, he's. I think he's on the plane. Tomorrow. So? No, no. They'll disembark. And the best is tomorrow, you're like east side. I don't have to leave the house. I'll just go right to B-dubs. No, you'll have to go to the airport. Go to the airport at 6 a.m. And, and then, then come back. come back. Oh, my God. I like how you call that the best part. <laughs> you listen to Cleveland Brown Sailing <laughs> on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Rumpke Waste Recycling, family owned and operated. Whether you join them as a customer or as an employee, you'll become part of the family. Visit Rumpke.com to learn more. Obviously a, uh, a very disappointing result yesterday down in Miami. We covered a lot of our grievances in the first segment here. Uh, we will go inside the locker room, though, and hear from some of the guys um, off, of a, off of a tough one. Tough one to stomach. They played in it. Let's start with Joel Batonio on his message to the locker room after the loss. I mean, we have to, first and foremost, we have to own this game. We have to go look at it um, and make sure we're, you know, like ready to play and learn, learn from mistakes. Everybody had mistakes today that um, they have to own up to and, and get better from that. But we got to come together as a team. Like, you know, when you're traveling, you're, you're all you got. And so we got to come together and, and try and find a way to, you know, be one of the better teams in the league next week. Yeah, I, the thing that I think is going to be challenging off of that message from Joel, and certainly his intent is is the right intent, um, but when you say, like, what's your message to the locker room after a loss, it this will just be about pride now for a couple of weeks, and it will just be about competitive spirit and that type of things. And, I mean, we're a long, we got a long way to go here, brother. We have we're three and six. We got a, we're half of a season still ahead of us. You know, in the old well, NFL, a half of a season look, left. It's trying to find a spark the next two weeks, so yeah. that the last six games are more than just what can we see that gets us excited about twenty twenty three. Yeah, yeah. That's why to me, four and seven, you could harbor some. 
hope of roundabout you have a chance ways. To get the tenants of it, right? Right. Right. You have a chance. It's it. I mean, it's not a great one. No, but you have you'd a have chance. to do something. You have to do something remarkable. Not shown no any capacity Correct. to do. Right. But but at least I mean, hope matters. It yeah. does, and and four and seven allows for that. Um, here's Greg Newsom on the defense's frustrating performance. Oh, for sure, it's definitely frustrating. You know, when a team can run the ball on us and do that like successfully the whole game is is very tough. Um, you know, it, it kind of throws out some stuff that you can possibly run because you know you're so focused on st- on stopping the run. So, um, it's definitely frustrating, especially coming off for like two of our best performances of the season and coming in this game and playing poorly. Um, it's not a good feeling. No, it's not. And and you were hoping to build some momentum because I actually thought in the Ravens game we played really well. So it was a couple of games back-to-back where we were headed in the right direction and then it, it, it goes the other way. Uh, let's go to Miles on this one um, because I think this kind of dovetails into what Joel's talking about, what Newsom's talking about, and now Miles was asked on the energy in the locker room before the game. Here's Miles Garrett. Doesn't, doesn't matter if you're ready to run through a wall. If, you know, it's in the wrong direction. So, uh. We uh, really need to just you know, focus in a little bit more, and that's what we're going to you know, get back to doing. You know, we, we have that kind of um, uh, energy, and we're, we're ready to, to attack, but you know, gotta, everybody's got to be focusing and going all in the right direction, all, all, uh, all on the same page. Is, that, is there anything to that, or is that just, you know, when you say – Everyone's not – you can't run through a wall if it's running in the wrong direction. What does that mean? I don't know what that means. Does that mean, like, people don't know what they're supposed to do? Or is it – sometimes I think these guys, you know, you, you're post-game, you got got 100 mics and cameras and all of this stuff, and somebody asks you a question and you're trying – it all just kind of ends up word salad. I don't know, like, how to take – I don't know how to read what that means. There was energy before the game. I don't think he's saying – because I think the question was asked because, remember, they said, oh, we had this great energy before the Bengals game. I'm sure they they had the same energy. They just didn't execute. The last – against the Bengals, you had excellent game plans and excellent execution. This week, obviously not great game plans. Poor execution. Poor, poor. Blowout loss. Excellent, excellent. Good win. That's the NFL. Yeah. That's the NFL. More often than not, I think we do get good game plans. It has been at times, you know, there are, we've had some issues more offensively, absolutely more often than we get great game plans to execute. And, yes. and can we execute them? That's, that's a different thing. Do defenses, you know, overcome by winning one-on-one, especially in the pass rush, change things, dominate the blind of scrimmage? That's different. Defensively, it's been, I think, a mixed bag. And at times when we had pretty good game plans early in the year, we had awful execution in critical moments, which has cost us. And then there have been a couple games where we've had no answers, you know. And that's the thing. It's been we've had two just – we've been blown out twice. We're three and six. But you could sit here and be like, we could still be seven and two. Mm-hmm. And, and it just comes down to execution, clutchness, moments. You know, we were actually going well on that second drive. And then Nick Chubb fumbles. And it's almost like the first bit of – adversity that this team encounters and it's 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 okay we're, we're not going to be able to overcome that it's like we scored they went right down and scored I mean boy did they well, they went right down and scored they went so we come out four plays 53 yards two minutes 47 touchdown they come back 10 plays 84 yards six minute drive uh, and they go ahead and score a touchdown and then we're getting it we're moving the ball very well we let's see one first down, two first downs, three first downs. We converted three first downs 
At that point, when he fumbled, that was our 12th play of the drive. We were at the Miami 34. And he, you know, uncharacteristically coughs the ball. First time he lost a fumble all year. And it kind of goes back to even last year, right? Remember, everything's going great against Kansas City week one. Nick Chubb fumbles, and it's almost like, well, if Nick Chubb's fumbling, he has no margin for error. Nick yeah. Chubb has no margin. We, you're right, though. I think that that is a characteristic of us, you know, as a team in general, especially this year, that we, we do not if, – if things go perfectly, then, then you have us against Cincinnati. But if, any, if there is a hiccup along the way – I don't know that there's the intestinal fortitude to battle through it and to be mentally tough enough to get through it. No, it feels like when it happens, it waterfalls. I mean, that Jets game was disgusting how oh that my happened. God. My God. I mean, oh I don't want to relive that. But like, no. but all of those things mattered, right? The same thing happened in the Chargers game. It's like one little thing turns into 12 things. And big things. And it was Huge. that fumble. Our defense actually did a good job after the fumble limiting them to a field goal on a short field. And then we get the ball back. And then on fourth down, we don't convert at the Miami 42. So it was almost like back-to-back turnovers. Then our defense actually at the Cleveland 14 does a good job. They get a stop right there. Delpin, yeah. Kunasha come and get on fourth down. And then three and out, they score. And then it just felt like at that point it was over because they scored it. They didn't. That three and out after the stop, that was the one. Well, because here's why it was so bad. We took the ball over with two minutes and eight seconds. Yep. And you're only down at this point 10 to 7. 10 7. So you're like, all right, we're going to go in the half either tied, yep. ahead by four, or we're going to go into the half down three, it's which impo- is fine. In, in NFL circumstances, that should be impossible to be down 10 in those circumstances. And instead, we go incomplete, two yard pass, sack. They call their first timeout. We punt it. They return it to their own 47, and they go boom, 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 boom. Let's see. Complete pass, complete pass, incomplete pass, complete pass, complete pass, complete pass, complete pass, touchdown. And so then now you're down 17 to 7. It's done. And then they double up, come out, they score, and now it's 24 to 7. And then that was it. As I was watching it 17 to 7, I'm like, too much. That's done. It felt like it. That swing that you just went over, that three and out – them going down and scoring seventeen to seven. It went from okay, this is this is the script that we have to follow to win, right? It's got to, we got to keep it to a certain amount of points. It's got to be low. Uh, we have to be able to be able to run pass. We can't have to chase the game. All of those things went away at three and out, seventeen seven. And then you're done. And then it was twenty four to seven. It but was you a, knew it was, the, didn't you? Of course, I knew it was. I knew they were going to write down and score. But that's early in the third quarter. It's and now, now a three possession game. So you're now you got to throw it. You got to be. You one. get a field yeah. goal. And then they scored again. Now it's 30 to 10. And they missed yeah. the extra point. 30 to 10. And that yeah. was it. That's it. That's the game. It's 17 to 7. That's it. Because it, I, that's our margin. Our margin isn't big enough to to have to not be able to capitalize it in those situations. No, and so. for them after we get the field goal to make it 24-10 and you're like, "Okay, can we get a stop? We score and make it a yeah. one possession game." 13 plays, 77 yards, 6 minutes and 19 seconds off the clock and they scored again. Good night, Ari. Yeah. And that's it. Elk and Elk, serious lawyers, serious injuries. Call 1-800-ELK-OHIO for a free case review. Elk and Elk's a proud partner of your Cleveland Browns. We'll have a little fun with the MVP race, our top 10 teams. Now, remember, still a lot of season left here. Uh, we'll get into all of that coming up next. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by Valley Bet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Well, there's nothing quite like tailgating touchdowns and twisted tea. It tastes just like real iced tea. You know why? Because it's made with real brewed tea. Cool, refreshing with 5% kick of alcohol. It's thirst down and gold. Twisted tea, hard iced tea. Keep it twisted. Hello, Gibby. I'd like to congratulate you as an influencer. All right. Did some things in Columbus recently. Yeah. Yep. I'd also like to take the time making some things happen with one college game day. And what is happening this That's Saturday? Right. That's right. Well, they they will be. That yeah, would make you two for two. It's been a good run. It's what been is a this? good run. What are we talking about? Game day is coming to Bozeman. Yeah, game day is coming. Montana State, Montana this weekend. College game day going out there. Um, my prediction is Pat McAfee will not leave. I think he's going to stay. Smart. He's got he's got all the the money. What is it? Spotify or whatever. He's got all that. Or FanDuel. I don't know. I, I don't, Get two hundred million yeah, from no. somebody. I think he's going to stay out there. I think it's going to be right in his wheelhouse. He'll never leave. Forecast for Saturday in Bozeman is 29 degrees and sunny. Oh, man. So it'll be beautiful. Be cold, crisp, but beautiful. Um, game day starts at 9 a.m. Eastern. That, ex- that, that hour. extra hour is going to kill him because that'll be a 7 a.m. Montana. So the sunrise will blow their mind. Like, it'll be purple and blues and pinks and all. It's just stunning. But they, unfortunately, are going to have to live in that temperature. And that will be quite brisk. My hunch would be it's usually probably around 10 degrees air temp um, at 7 a.m. would be my hunch. So it'll be very, very cold. While obviously I have a soft spot in my heart for Montana State, I would acknowledge as even a biased observer of this, the correct location would have been Missoula to do this. Missoula does have a better it's got a better stadium set up. It's got a better, um, I think, probably a better environment. Now, I haven't been to a Montana State game in 15 years, 10 years or so, so it's been a minute. But um, I'm thrilled that they're there. I think they'll treat them right. Um, they run out on the field with four horses galloping at Montana State through, like, the people. So I would. I don't know if any of those guys have an ability to ride a horse, but I think that would be amazing. McAfee on a horse would be the – So it's funny. I actually said this morning, I said, so Montana State has a – legitimate rodeo team like a scholarship rodeo team at montana state and they have an indoor facility for it i like it yeah and i'm like i said this morning i'm like look that's clearly where mcafee needs to go like he needs to go to the rodeo people and try to bulldog or something yeah and um and he goes uh and i saw the athletic director from montana state this morning saying that but we got to get mcafee over to the rodeo so we're all on the same page i love that yeah. i love that all right, and then is are we saying that the, all the small things is taking off? Is that what, is that what Gibby was alluding to? So we got it done, but here's it's some of my own arrogance. What I did not realize about Ohio State, and I should have, um, but I guess I didn't pay that close of attention with all those games I went to there of everything that happened in TV timeouts. Their game script, there isn't anything. There's no room. They honor it's people tight. always. It's yeah. tight. As, as you know, here, it's probably very similar here. It's very, very tight. So the one thing that is happening with it is that nobody knows when it's coming. So, like, for example, first week they did it in the third quarter. It's got to be the same time. And so, like, people are like, oh, oh, we're doing it. We're doing it. And so some did. And then they did it. I think they did it again. They did it again this weekend. But I, I told, you know, some of the luminaries down there, I'm like, listen, let's – Let's chill out. Let's sit this one out. Let's plan this right. I said, you, the, the Michigan sucks, I know, is going to be amazing at the yeah. Michigan game. Like, that's going to be amazing. Yeah. But 
we really have to build this into the operation where it's so same. we know where it hits. Yes. And it, it for Ohio State game, it's going to have to hit in the second quarter because these games most times are over at half. So in order for it to be a full-throated 110,000, it's going to have to be in the second quarter. Which okay. kind of stinks because – Is that what he was talking about? Yeah, yeah. 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 I love it. I was I, so excited about that. I, yeah. I, I just – that – the song – should be what spearheads you into a fourth quarter, or if a team is making a of run course. in a quarter. I, I know it's the a renegade. Whole different, the renegade. The renegade operation is the yeah. best way to do it, which will go down as the most cold-blooded thing. It's unbelievable when you open the show with renegade. <laughs> Great, we beat the Steelers over there. God, that was unbelievable. Um, but no, that's the way you got to do it. It has to be like that, and so. But unfortunately for Ohio State, or fortunately, Fortunate. depending, I guess, the way you, however you want to look at it, they really don't play competitive games very often going into the fourth quarter. And they have hang on Sloopy there, too, at the end of the third, so you don't want to step on that. So I think the only chance you have down there for it to be on it is between the first and second Between quarter. the first and second quarter, sometime in there, point. because otherwise it's going to get swallowed. So, um, But, yeah, I'm excited. Um, I'll tell you, if I talked to a buddy of mine who works at ESPN. I said, listen – this is my one piece of advice for you. You're going to be, you're going to think that the thing to do is to tie in Yellowstone to this show. If you care about what the people out there think at all, don't, don't tie that show into the game, into game day, because most of them are like over it <laughs> and they don't yeah. like what's happened to the state. Because of it, do you feel like if they part, could get Costner on there though? They people would not. He really be. has no ties to Montana. I mean, right. he's you know he's he's got more what ties to get, Wyoming. Who is if, the guest picker going hold on, to be? What I if, mean, you should you should I be the clearly, one flying and do it. I don't know that I have. What the, if they get the guy who's like the real <laughs> deal guy that ends up at the bunkhouse? That's like the book Lloyd. And he's Jimmy. Yeah, Lloyd. Have Lloyd out there. Yeah, and then that would be appropriate because Montanan. he is a Montanan, so he can, would be. Can they get Phil Jackson? Can Phil Jackson be the celebrity picker? Phil Jackson is not sitting outside in 17 degrees like calling college Phil football Jackson? games. He's no. Montana, and he's our guy. He's Montana. No, he's I'm trying that, to think I, who else I might be I feel like that Montana. would be down the list of things that Phil Jackson would like to do on a Saturday just based on my limited hey, knowledge of his. A check right. from ESPN <laughs> could take well, care he of a needs, lot of Because he needs money? My hunch is, he's I'm trying to fun. think, you know – so Kilborn is now he's if, if this would have been 15 years ago Kilborn would have been right perfect. in his wheelhouse but and I think he's probably trying to rally it I I saw some of his social media I think he's trying to like have them remember him to go do it and I think he would crush it he would be so fun he would kill it but I asked well let's ask Connor do you know who Craig Kilborn is Yeah see no. that's what I figured I thought young kids don't know who he is Have you ever seen the movie Old School Oh my gosh <laughs> So but that's like, our problem. How, we have how, to when have did old a school come out. He might have been like two. It's one of those. It's yeah, like Fast it's Times like, or something. Yeah. You should have seen it by now. I'd seen um, Fast Times by the time I was in high school. Yeah. The the other, I don't know who they're going to have from a guest picker standpoint. That's got that. It's either going to have to if it's a native or if it's somebody who's already out there, um, or either that or someone who's old been there. There's a lot of people have been there a long time. Jesse Tyler Ferguson from Modern Family. What's his tie? He's from there. Really. You yep. know, Jake. If uh, it was in Missoula, it would have been J.K. Born in Missoula. Okay. If it would have been J. in K. Missoula, Simmons. it would be J.K. Simmons because he went to the University of Montana. And uh, he's Dana been really pushing from this. Missoula. But, yeah, but it's Bozeman. The young like, people. Nobody in Bozeman. No, the young people have no idea who he is. Nobody. I, that's they don't like. This is truly the beauty 
of college football, though, like they will capture this on Saturday, is that like these two teams are both really good in one double A, right? I think Montana State's ranked second or third in one double A, and I think Montana's in the top fifteen. But this state will shut down. Maybe John Mayer. He's from Paradise Valley, Montana. Well, that's Bozeman. Like John Mayer, the singer? Yes. I've never heard that claimed. <laughs> never. Never heard of such a thing. I'll tell you who'd be great. You know who'd be great? Michael Keaton has lived yes. in Livingston for 30 years, and Michael Keaton would be great. Just watch Beetlejuice. He would be great. He'd crush it. And he's, at this point, I mean, he's been there forever. He was there before the big before it became fashionable. So I think he would be a good one, and that's a short drive. That's 25 minutes. So that'd be, he'd be I, perfect. Supposedly Ben Affleck has a place there. No, that's fake. That's the bougie. That's the Yellowstone clubs. They're not, they don't want any of that. Stay away from that. Tom Brady's got a place out there. And that, everybody's out place. there. Timberlake. Bridges. I'll tell you what. They trot tri- Timberlake out, shut it down. They're not having that. So you think they Keaton's want- my guy. Keaton. Well, I think he would make sense. He's at least been in the state for 25, 30 years. Yeah. You're pushing back on John Mayer. Yeah, I don't buy that. That feels like – I know it feels like fake news to me. I feel like I would have known that by now. I've never heard I've never heard that claimed. Born and raised in Fairfield County, Connecticut, according to a quick Google. That seems more right. I, my guess is your list, Gibby, is people who have bought land out there in the last five years. Now, that makes sense. I'm looking. That makes sense to me. That I would believe. That he would be out there trying to do that, but it, 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 I, I am excited to watch it because I think that's going to be stunning. It will be from a Vista standpoint. It will be now. Do you have obligations? Snow. Or are you going to be shortchanged? I've had all my buddies. All my buddies like, dude, when are you coming in? I'm like, oh yeah, I'll clear my schedule. I drove to Bowling Green first Fly time out. game day had ever been to a mid major was yeah. Bowling Green. What was it really? I was living in Illinois. I drove had to go half the night. Unfortunately, I can't drive there. Correct. Well, yeah. you could. Your father has proven that. Right. It would just takes just takes three days. Uh, not a Montana native. John Mayer has set his roots in Montana there since 2012. See, there's all of these. My dad calls all the. Decade. My dad's calls all those people invaders. Mayer credits Montana with stabilizing and centering sure. him outside yeah. of the paparazzi bubble. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, that's it's not a decade. Uh, yeah, that's. I'm. That's fr- I like Keaton. Keaton's my guy. I'm going Keaton. Let's hope so. It'll be fun though. I'm happy for him, and uh, it the, it'll be visually stunning to see it. Hey, Browns fans, skip the chore of laundry to enjoy life. Not laundry. Tide Cleaners offering thirty percent off dry cleaning for the month of October. Be entered to win four VIP Browns tickets for an upcoming home game. Just mention the promo code Browns. Visit TideCleaners.com to find the closest location to you. Some exclusions may apply. We'll give you our MVP picks at kind of the halfway point, plus our best teams and most impressive teams here uh, over the weekend. That's coming up next. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Be part of one of the most passionate fan base of the NFL. Join the Browns season ticket member waitlist today for the best chance at securing tickets for all home games in future seasons. Don't miss out. Go to clevelandbrowns.com slash tickets or call 440-891-5050 to reserve your spot today, my friend. I'm, I'm upset. I feel like that this, for a lot of reasons, I feel like this stadium hurt you. 
It did hurt me. I'm, I believe that it did. My back is... I think it physically harmed you. The worst that it has been in a long time. It was, I had to stand and be twisted the whole time because I had to stand with my body sideways so there wasn't room for me to stand normally facing the stadium. How is that and possible then, in a National Football League? He said their so, PR guy came in and apologized for how bad they were to do something about the, it. The, Knocked the, down a wall and, and combined And two. I don't want to take it out on the people that work there because they seem to go over and above yeah, because they nice. know how big a hassle it is for everyone. Now, our spotter does some national work for networks when they come in, TV and radio, and he's from there. And he said there were four stadiums that got issued warnings from the league after last season that they needed to improve their media situation. Like, that, yeah. wh- how they have things set up is not going to work. The Dolphins just blatantly refused to change it or fix it. Mm. Maybe that's why your owner's suspended. Yeah. Oh, wait, there's a few other reasons, too. Right. <laughs> well, their football team's doing just fine. They are winning, yeah. And it sucks because I don't know if that fan base deserves that. I think I'll, the only thing I will push back on that with that fan base is – what I mean, you tell me. What was the day like down there Sunday? Nice day. Yeah, yeah beautiful. Eighty-two degrees. Yeah, eighty-three. Did well, you? the sun though, in the shade it was like seventy-five, and in the sun it was one one oh one one ten. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So if you had the option on a given Sunday, uh, when it's that warm, to go to the beach. Going on a boat. Uh, I at halftime, I would have liked to have gone back to our resort in Fort Lauderdale, where we Go were on the beach Saturday. See, night. see? It see, it's nice, right? So first of all, they they're not looking outside at this, Correct. right? So they got they got it's nice. You go do that. The other thing is the stadium location sucks. Awful. It's terrible. Terrible. It is. Awful. It's always sucked. It's been that way since I don't. I mean, I don't know the history of why they built it out there. My hunch is they were trying to be between Lauderdale and Miami. Um, but it's a exactly terrible, right. it's an absolutely terrible stadium location, and there's no character to it. It's just in the middle of nowhere. So if you are somebody who wants to go to a, an NFL game and you are in like true South Florida, like Miami, immediate suburbs, or even if you're somebody in the Lauderdale area and you want to come down and you're going to that stadium, you're there all day. And what are, what are we doing? We're standing around a parking lot. Like there's no juice to the area at all. There's that, no community I think that's to it. Why they've there's expanded nothing. the club? I mean, the club areas right, actually trying. are expanded outside the stadium because there's no bars. There's nowhere else for anyone to go. If you if you yeah. Uber from Miami or Fort Lauderdale, forget it. Where are you going? How are you nowhere. making a day out of it? Yeah. Why would they spend all the money that they did to build that pretty unbelievable baseball stadium yeah. downtown for the Marlins and not have? This is the that's this was my beef in the first hour. Right. Like yeah. when that happened, yeah, that's what I said. Like you tore down the Orange Bowl, which was Miami. Yeah, and had a vibe to it. Have you ever totally. been to a game there? No, no, I've seen them. Yeah, I've been to a billion. It was to, awesome. Went to a Florida State Miami game there in the early two thousands. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, like, it's just, the skyline, all of it. Like you feel like it felt like Miami. So you blow that down, and then you go out where they did it. And you, why would the hell would you build a baseball stadium over a football stadium? That's what I, yeah, it's a right. stunning thing decision or to make. Make it both, but the economics of a baseball stadium versus a football stadium don't make, make any sense, sense to me make, at all. Make no sense. And so to do what they did made no sense. And so there's no character. You think about from from our think about it from our fans' perspective. Regardless of weather, throw that part out of it. You go downtown, you have a nice brunch, or you go to the Muni lot. And you go hang out and you tailgate. Yep. 
That's pretty cool, right? Yep. It's a great experience. It's a collegiate experience, which we're all familiar yeah, with. This love. Is... There's a community to it. Yep. There is none of that there. And I think it's probably this one, like Landover, where the where the football team is. There's a couple of these left in the league that are just random spots that they stuck stadiums without any thought to the experience of it. Yeah. And what's crazy is where their basketball stadium is is awesome. Right. American Airlines on the water. You know, you're right up you come off the bridge from South Beach back to the the main part of Miami and yes, there it is. It's right there. So that's something. I mean, there's hotels there right there. Room to have a football stadium there, but sure. there certainly was at the Orange Bowl at that old site. You could have done it there. I mean, that's where the Dolphins played growing up when we were kids. Yeah, they there. Like that site had everything that it needed. You know, it is it was that, all there. And so, what's there now? The baseball stadium. That, that's the exact site. That's the site. Yeah. Let's have a site where we have a football stadium where awesome historic things in football have happened. Let's build a baseball stadium. Levitar did a great takedown of the basically how that city was completely tricked into that baseball operation and building that stadium with public yeah, money. When you're talking about public money earlier. Yeah. yeah. So that's the that happened and it sucks because it was so to go to bring it full circle, there are tremendous Dolphins fans. Like Miami is a Hardcore, Dolphins town. No doubt. There's no question. I mean if you think of if you go look at like the people that are on on like local television and radio and stuff and there's a lot of former Dolphins that are in the mix. Uh they are beloved there. Leroy Marino was the there. Yeah, yeah, they're all yeah. You had who? Leroy Horde on the pregame, former Browns running back. He does. He was on the Dolphins' flagship middays. Yeah, so they have that. There's there is that community. The two most important things when I were there were the Dolphins and the Miami Hurricanes. I'm sure the Heat have pulled in there a little bit, but it's still it's still a Dolphin. No, I'm my, sure it's still a Dolphins cane. Dolphins my, town primarily. My buddies that are down there were who I met at Emory who were from the area. Monster Dolphins fans, like right? Huge. Yeah. Huge Dolphins fans. But if you think to yourself, all right, so now here's my day, right? I I want to go have I'm gonna I'm gonna where am I tailgating? What am I doing? I'm gonna go see, go to a parking lot and you're baking and baking baking in the middle of nowhere. Why am I doing this? Like really? Are we sure I'm doing this? Like this is why I'm gonna spend Sunday, or should I just watch on my TV, which is great? And you feel like that stadium's become like out in L.A. and SoFi. This is where the visitors come. Yeah. There were a lot. Credit the Browns Nation that they were there. They well, showed we up. We said it would be. We knew it would be one of those. They great, showed up big time environments. So, but there's so that's when when we were talking earlier in the show about you know the improvements that they're trying to make there. In a way, it's lipstick on a pig. There's only so much you can do. It's beyond. Yeah, and the overhang protects a portion of the stadium, even though it's an equal overhang for the whole stadium. It only protects. People the, on the home the side, angle yeah. of the sun. Yeah, it's all on the visitor right. side, all of it. And it's brutal. It yeah. it was it's so hot in the sun. It's yeah. crazy to just sit there and bake for three and a half hours. Yeah. And for a lot of this time to have bad product, they haven't been very good. I mean, this is the first like team they've it's, had with juice since what? I mean, even that whole time like they went to a playoff team with Jarvis. It was always yeah. kind of. There was it was always kind of a tenuous. Yeah. yeah, there was even like the. That's why things like Zach Thomas gets slept on a lot. People don't realize how great he was because he played on a bunch of medium teams. Jay Fielder is Felder. What was his name? Jay Felder. Jay Fielder. 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 That yeah. I mean, he was like the quarterback. He was yeah. like a little game manager guy. Like they had a little juice when they had Ricky Williams. Jason Taylor. 
for a little while, a little bit, but they were never. It's not like at those times, like, hey, this is the year the Dolphins are going to the Super Bowl. No, with Wanstead coach him and all that nonsense. Yeah, no. They haven't really had that since Marino. Yeah, yeah. Like they've been playoff teams. They haven't bottomed out. They haven't picked number one. They haven't been a disaster. I believe Bernard was with Mister Marino yesterday. He was. I imagine they were. That's Miami royalty. Yeah, it is Miami royalty. But yeah. I believe he was living his best life yesterday. It is what they've done in the stadium is trying to turn it into like Miami nightclubs. And so yep. it's all exclusive areas. It's all like we walked through one that looked like it could have been a nightclub. Yep. That's what the whole place is. But they, there are those in Miami. Yeah, <laughs> of course. But like, the whole the whole stadium's a nightclub. Yeah. I mean, that's that's really what it has become. Yeah. Well, look, I you got to do with what you got to do it. But if I'm them, I probably I'd I'd pivot. I would have pivoted instead of throwing all that money into that place because it is now it's crazy because the city's it's a little bit like New Orleans in this regard. The city is so great from a hospitality standpoint because you have so many options that they're still going to get Super Bowls and final or Super College Football Championship games. They're still going to get all that stuff because people still want to go down there. But much like New Orleans with the Superdome. They should just reconfigure both stadiums, turn the one downtown into a football stadium and the one out there into the baseball stadium and say, this is the deal. Good luck out there. Yeah. We're flipping it. I don't know that anybody, I don't know anything about what's going on with the Marlins. I have no clue. I can't imagine anybody cares. The whole reason that the Marlins wanted that site was, if, if memory serves, and correct, I, I apologize, if I, but I'm pretty sure I have this, was its proximity to Little Havana. Uh-huh. And they were hoping that if they put a baseball stadium there, that the Hispanic would, community yeah. would rally behind the baseball team. But the thing where they really were not were disingenuous with the local people down there was that they were going to spend on the roster. And then as soon as they had any momentum, they sold everybody. Giancarlo Stanton, all those guys. They sold them all off as soon as they got the stadium built. And they've been in kind of purgatory since. Yeah. Yeah. It was it's a bad deal. It's a bad deal. But it's a good look, it, it is a there's a ton of football fans down there. Yeah, they also need to just wear their classic unis. Clearly. Just do yeah. it. Yeah. I mean that's insane. Yeah. To to have that as an availability and to not and, wear it. And I got asked so many times, what are the Browns doing? Why are they wearing brown? The home team picks what they wear and they are not obligated to wear their color. The home no. team gets to wear whatever they want. We wore white forever at home. Yes. Look, go look at the pictures from the Bernie era. We were in white Always. all the time at home. Yeah. And the reason they do it is because they want us in dark. Yes. In, in the, the sun. sun. They want us standing in the sun in the dark. Yes. That's why they're doing it. Yes. Of course. That's the way it works. All right. So much more to come, including a scores for tonight. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Hey, Browns fans. Cleveland Browns Daily will be broadcasting live from Buffalo Wild Wings in Aurora tomorrow from yes. 1 to 3. Browns alumni Reggie Langhorn will be there on site signing autographs for one hour during the remote from 1 to 2. Visit the Cleveland Browns Facebook page to learn more. Excited for this one. We've done a lot of remotes. It's the first one we've ever done on the east side. In our I jurisdiction. Yeah. yeah. There's never been one over in our jurisdiction, so I look forward to that. That'll be very, very fun. We have a game tonight. You're not on. Can't hear you. God, he just looked at him. The good news is that Zagura will still be on this side of town dropping his parents off with you. Have you, have you got an update uh, from Pedro? Is no, my off? guess is they've gone then because I haven't heard anything back from him. Well, 
Let's see. I'll text him. Mm-hmm. If, we'll see. <laughs> I can give you a score for tonight if uh, you guys would like to partake. I'm ready. I'm ready. Oh, Washington no. My text was delivered. are four and five on the yep, football season. Sure the commies traveling to unbeaten Philly. A big NFC East tilt. Finally, ESPN with a game worth watching. Uh, Bo. <laughs> is is this a Manning game? Do we have Manning cast tonight? Stand by. I'm watching Yellowstone anyway. So. I need a break, but I I'm watching Yellowstone too. I don't. My guess is no. I haven't heard anything about it. Um, because it's been three in a row. Yeah, I think they'll take a break. I'm gonna go. Eleven is too much. Chase Young is back. He's not. He is. He's not. Not. This morning I read he was re- he was playing. No, they said because it's like is there on turf or something? Do they have turf oh, in now Philly? That, that there's a specific type of turf that everyone's trying to get banned. The slim turf. Slim turf. They're trying to get rid of all so that. So he, he's not. He will not be back because uh. of that. Is Heineke quarterbacking? Yes. Hail to the commies. Eagles huge. 29-20. You're hot. Same. Following you. Next level's next. We're back tomorrow. In Aurora. Cleveland Browns Daily. 850 ESPN Cleveland. You've been listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, a production of the Cleveland Browns and ESPN 850 WKNR.